a joy it is to welcome you back to season three of Love, Joy, and Languages, a podcast about loving languages and finding joy in learning them. I am Heidi, the creator and host of this show, and it feels so good to be back after a bit of a podcasting break. Thank you for joining me today. Whether you're a return listener or just getting started here, I appreciate you and the time you're taking to listen in. But most importantly, I hope you find something this season that speaks to you and inspires you to keep working on a language learning path that suits your desires, your personality, your time, and your entire life situation. What are you going to find in season three of Love, Joy, and Languages? Well, I have some wonderful guests lined up for this season. I'm going to keep talking about my language learning struggles and what I do to work through the difficulties. And I plan to have a few episodes about parenting as a language learner and as a family living abroad. There should be something for everyone this season, and I really hope you find something for you. Today, I want to kick things off by talking about how we view and use resources with respect to finishing them, and I'm going to share a lot of my personal experience in this. I talked way back in the first episode of season one about my strong internal desire to finish every resource I use or language project I begin. And I'm a bit of an extreme case, I think, because it's been more than just wanting to finish what I started or valuing the content of the resources I find and finishing for the sake of learning the things they teach. When I started learning languages six years ago, to date myself, I was 33 years old when I first began with Italian, I needed to finish resources. And not just that, I had a deep need to perform every exercise in an app or a book to 100% completion without making any mistakes. The problem here that I didn't realize at the time was that my goal was to finish. My focus was on completion and correctness, not on learning the material. Of course, I did learn. I learned a lot. But the quality and efficiency of my learning were terrible because of the value I was placing on finishing. And my ability to see my actual progress was overshadowed by what all was left to complete and the pressure I put on myself to finish everything. Another problem was that I really beat myself up when I made a mistake and I found myself avoiding the thing that I had set out to finish. So here's an example. One of the first resources I found for Italian was, of course, Duolingo, because it's free and widely known. So when I started with Duolingo, my mentality was focused on finishing it. At 66 levels with five lessons each, that's 330 lessons in the app. And I became obsessed with the speed with which I finished each lesson and could then move on to the next. And of course, I could progress through the Italian tree faster if I didn't make many mistakes because I only had five hearts. Five mistakes available before I'd have to pause and wait for the hearts to regenerate. But when flying through lessons as fast as possible, I often made typing mistakes, some of which made for an incorrect answer. I made mistakes on things I knew, like conjugations, because I was moving too quickly. And I didn't take the time to learn from my legitimate mistakes. Of course, I didn't always use the app this way. Sometimes I took my time taking in the vocabulary and sentence structure, But generally speaking, I just wanted to get through as fast as possible. So anytime I made a mistake, I felt it deeply. 
Every mistake felt like a crushing blow to my confidence, not only because the mistake existed, but also because it prevented me from progressing through the app quickly. And because I was beginning my language learning journey later in life, not that 33 is old, but you know, after university, after starting a career, and after having children, I really felt like I had no time to lose. I was already behind. Looking back, I think a large part of me wanting to fly through resources and finish them was because it gave me a false sense of catching up. I already felt behind everyone else my age or younger who spoke more than one language, and I had no time to lose. I equated quickly completing materials to making up for lost time. So pretty much every time I made a mistake on Duolingo, whether it was a silly mistake like a typo or a real mistake of something I hadn't quite grasped yet, I beat myself up. I became frustrated. My negative self-talk quickly started to spiral. I was angry at myself. I felt like a failure who just couldn't finish the dang thing. In hindsight, it's easy to see that my responses to myself making a mistake in an app weren't reasonable. They were very disproportionate to the actual magnitude of the mistakes. And a lot of this has to do with the fact that I was approaching language learning as a perfectionist who didn't know any way of functioning other than to denigrate myself over my imperfections. I held myself to an unreasonably high standard, and of course, I was failing to meet my extreme expectations. And those unreasonably high perfectionist expectations manifested themselves in many ways, including just wanting to finish resources. My main focus was always on finishing a lesson, finishing a chapter, because finishing, in my mind, meant that I was progressing. Completing the Italian tree in Duolingo somehow meant that I was making progress in Italian. So because my unspoken goal with this app was to finish it, what happened when life got in the way and I had to take somewhat extended breaks from it? It wasn't usually a big deal for me to lose a streak, but it was a big deal to realize I'd gone three or four days without using it. A sense of failure started to grow inside of me. It didn't matter if we'd been traveling, or if I'd had a grad school exam to study for, if I'd been sick, or even if I'd actually been speaking the language with people in our Italian community. All that mattered in my mind was that I wasn't finishing the app, and that meant I was failing. And feelings of failure to a perfectionist are debilitating. This misguided objective of finishing a resource stayed with me for years. And every time I started something new and didn't finish it within some arbitrary amounts of time, I felt like a failure. Not finishing was clearly an indicator of my inability to learn a language, despite the fact that I was actually learning the language. Ceasing to use a resource, whether I liked that resource or not, validated my core belief that I wasn't the kind of person who could learn a language, that I was too old, not motivated enough, not dedicated enough, or hardworking enough. And it's really important to say again that it really didn't matter to me what I actually thought of a resource. I spent a lot of money on Rocket Italian, an online self-paced course that promises fluency, and very early on, I found this program to be rather boring and repetitive. And even though it's a good supplemental resource, I didn't place any value on it at all if I wasn't using it every single day, if I wasn't working toward finishing it. In my first year of learning Italian, I picked up Il Diario, The Diary of Anne Frank, thinking it would be a good book to read since I was already familiar with it. 
but it was definitely too advanced for me at that stage. Yet every time I looked at it, the fact that I hadn't finished it, wasn't finishing it, couldn't finish it, ate at me. I had failed. Another thing added to my long list of Italian resources that I wasn't finishing. This was very much an all-or-nothing mindset. And if I wasn't finishing something, I was failing. So I might as well not do it at all. But not doing it also meant I was failing because of this internal objective to finish it. So no matter what I did, I was failing. And the only way I can describe this feeling is that it caused my brain to short circuit. So when it came to learning new things in Italian, I went through a significant period when more often than not, I froze and did nothing. I couldn't bring myself to face the resources I was failing to finish, but I couldn't consciously allow myself to give them up and try something else because setting them aside meant not finishing and therefore failing. Then, as a resource hoarder who tended to believe that every new thing would be the key to my success, then wanting to finish that thing and failing to finish it in some arbitrary amount of time, the feelings of failure continued compounding, one on top of the other, for every resource I didn't complete quickly to perfection. And the thing is, I think one of the reasons it took me so long to realize the fallacy of my finishing mentality was that I was making progress. If something is clearly not working, then it's often easier to set aside and try something different, go down a different path. But the slow progress I was making kind of felt like hope, but not in the right way. It was that string of hope that kept me working in this finishing mindset, thinking that what I was doing would be effective if I could just do it more, if I could just bring myself to work harder, do more of everything in every resource, and just finish them. But as you can imagine, and perhaps as some of you know from personal experience, this mindset isn't sustainable. It doesn't allow for life, flexibility, or enjoyment. Instead, it leads to burnout, stress, frustration, guilt, shame, and very slow progress. So what got me out of this harmful, anti-productive mentality of focusing on finishing things? Unfortunately, I can't pinpoint one single thing or one single moment when I snapped out of it. So I don't have any real do this and you too can get out of this mindset kind of advice. There was definitely a process going on here. I talked last season in episode 37 about finding sobriety in early 2020 before lockdown happened. And that for me was the first step toward doing an honest and thorough self-evaluation of all aspects of my life that I found frustrating. All the parts of my life where I felt like I was failing. And when it came to language learning, it took some time to identify and challenge this finishing mentality. Deep down, I knew it was a problem. So that was the first step. And I really needed to accept that the progress I was making wasn't because of a goal to finish resources. I was making progress simply because I was accessing the language. But I find that it's not always easy to change our mindset. It's too common for others who don't experience things the way we do to just say, oh, well, don't focus on finishing. Just focus on what you're learning instead. Yes, that is totally logical, but one doesn't change their neural pathways overnight. So... This finishing thing was so deeply ingrained in my mental outlook on language learning that I just had to start taking baby steps towards something different, a bit of exposure therapy, I guess you could say. 
The first thing I did, which actually happened unintentionally, was to start getting used to leaving things unfinished. And I didn't start with language learning, even though that's the area I was most focused on improving. I came to this way of doing things out of necessity during lockdown when I simply couldn't fit all of my responsibilities into a day or even a week and also take care of my sobriety, mental health, and supporting my kids through all the life changes of lockdown. But because our ways of doing things are tied across multiple facets of life, this turned out to be great for my language learning. So during lockdown, when I just couldn't function in the same way anymore, I started leaving the laundry unfinished. For sanity, I could never seem to finish folding and putting away laundry in one go. Inevitably, the kids would interrupt, or maybe I would have a random anxiety attack and just have to leave the room. Sometimes I just realized I was too tired to finish and allowed myself to stop. Whatever the case, it was during lockdown that I started reprioritizing all of my responsibilities, which meant that most of the time, laundry got folded over the course of a few days, if at all. I had to do this chore piecemeal in order to give my kids the attention they needed, go out in the yard and get some fresh air, or make space for something else that could help keep me stable in an uncertain world. Leaving towels unfolded and sitting on the bed was significant because every time I looked at them, it was a reminder that one, it was okay not to complete the task, and two, that what I had folded and what I had put away was still helpful and valuable. In fact, the point of doing laundry is to have clean clothes and towels. The point isn't to have them folded and put away. That's just a nice extra. And I found that I could accept this in the whole laundry situation. So now it was time to ease this mindset into language learning. But I wasn't ready to officially not finish any particular language learning resource. So the next baby step was with podcasts. I had started listening to several podcasts about language learning and about learning Italian specifically, but I had been listening to all of them from the first episode in order, never skipping around or anything, again, really just working them with a completely unconscious mindset of completing them. So the first thing I did was stop listening to an episode in the middle of it when I was no longer interested in it. And then several days later, I realized that I just wasn't interested in this particular podcast anymore. So... I unsubscribed, purposefully not finishing it. So, of course, once I stopped seeing the episodes in my podcast feed, I stopped thinking about them, and any guilt I had over quitting went away pretty quickly. I did the same thing with other parts of my life as well. I practiced leaving books unread if I found them boring, TV series unfinished if I no longer cared to make time for them. I ended a 5K run at 3 kilometers because I just wasn't feeling it that day. All this exposure to not forcing myself to finish things I didn't really want to do finally started to change how I thought and felt about finishing, and I was able to start letting go of the language resources that were taking up too much prime real estate in my head. I was able to do Duolingo only when I wanted to, only with the parts of it I wanted, slow and steady so as to absorb what I was learning and not worry at all if I was ever going to finish it or not. I was able to more intentionally pick and choose which episodes of a podcast to listen to and only listen to as much as I could or wanted to, leaving many episodes unfinished. I mentally, and without shame, put Il Diario on hold, accepting that it had been too advanced for me at the time I chose it, and that one day, when I'm ready, I'll be able to read it and enjoy it. 
and I was finally able to completely and guiltlessly put aside Rocket Italian for years. And I realized too that the only thing that actually changed in this process was how I felt. It was being able to put these things aside without guilt that had changed. I had always taken long breaks from resources that I didn't enjoy or that I found boring or repetitive. I hadn't actually touched Rocket Italian in over a year at this point. I had stopped opening up and trying to work on Il Diario for over a year before purposefully putting it aside. What I was doing and not doing hadn't really changed, but how I felt about it did. I no longer felt guilty for stopping, and I no longer allowed resources to feel like a burden to me. It seriously felt like a weight had been lifted, and I had so much more freedom to choose exactly what I wanted to review, study, learn, read, and listen to in any moment and for any reason. Of course, this isn't to say that I was completely healed from the all-or-nothing thinking that drove me to focus only on finishing. It still crept up, and does even now, and sometimes I give in to it. I still take strolls down negativity lane, telling myself that I'm not doing things right because I have no finished product to show for all my work, but now I can snap out of those thoughts much faster and continue on a language journey in which I actually feel confident, like I intuitively know I'm doing the right thing and I'm on the right path. Working through this mental shift was a profound time in my language life. And even though I finally felt freedom in my choices and liberation from the all-or-nothing finishing mentality, it still took another year or so to get into a groove and figure out how I best work when arbitrary resource commitments are no longer guiding me. All I'd known my entire life was how to operate as a perfectionist with all-or-nothing tendencies. So once that mentality had been tamed, I now had to learn how to function without it. I had no experience being a language learner who doesn't focus on finishing. In order to discover a new way of operating as a language learner, I tested so many different ways to learn languages, including various study methods, habit-building hacks, many types of resources like books or apps or courses or podcasts. I've tracked my habits, tracked my progress, tried several methods for goal setting. I've studied in the morning, in the middle of the day, in the evening. I tested out everything I could. And one thing all of this language resource and method discovery period taught me is to be flexible. With language learning flexibility, I've been able to find so much value in every single resource, no matter how I use them or how long I use them. The most important thing here with flexibility is my mentality. And really, I would describe it as more of a feeling because how we think about things or view them manifests into feelings, right? So... When I focused on finishing language resources, I almost always felt stressed before, during, and after a study session. It was like an internal frantic feeling, the same feeling I get when I'm late for a meeting or an appointment. And I used resources in a very methodical, prescriptive way, just trying to get the right answers, not so much trying to learn from the resource, if that makes any sense. When I put it this way, the word performative comes to mind. Working language resources with a goal of finishing, even if that goal wasn't consciously formed, led me to study Italian in a performative way, just doing and happening to learn along the way. So when I came to the end of a study session, having felt internally frantic and performative, I left the materials with no desire to continue thinking about or processing what I'd learned. 
I just wanted to be done. Learning in this way felt like a chore. There were so many imperfections in my language activities that it was emotionally and physically draining, and I often couldn't wait to be done with each studying task, even at the same time that I desperately and passionately wanted to learn the language. But as I worked to change this overarching desire to finish something, I started noticing a change in my feelings when I studied. I felt calmer, more mentally present in the material and focused on everything I was taking in and having a lot of fun doing it. And I was discovering the language as I studied. If I did a Duolingo lesson on conditional tense, for example, but a sentence included the use of a preposition that I couldn't make sense of, say, I wanted to use D, but the sentence had DA, instead of ignoring it and focusing only on the conditional tense, the topic the app presented, I started letting my curiosity guide me. In this case, I would open my internet browser and do any number of things to start digging deeper. Maybe I would go to Reverso translation website and put in the English sentence to see if the same preposition was used there. Then I would change the sentence up using different words, verbs, tenses, see if I could make sense of the preposition in different contexts. Then I would search other websites or blogs for specific uses of the preposition in question. Or I would go back to Rocket Italian and find a lesson on preposition use to see if it had a useful explanation. I would often write some personalized sentences of my own that contain the use of the preposition. But the thing is, when doing things this way, if I only have 30 minutes to an hour of available study time, I may only complete one exercise in Duolingo or whatever my original source was because I end up spending the rest of the time going down grammar rabbit holes chasing the curiosity that comes from what's presented in the resource. And I love it. I learn so much this way, and when I come to the end of a study session like this, even though I've barely finished anything in the main resource that I began with, I leave with so much excitement and energy, and I continue thinking about what I've learned and the connections I've made all day long. A study session doesn't end when the book or app is closed because I've let curiosity and discovery lead my learning instead of performative completion. Now, let me shift gears just a little here and bring up resource hoarding again, because it's still a big part of my language life, but moving away from a finishing mentality has helped my tendency to hoard resources in a couple of different ways. So I've established that I'm a resource hoarder, and as I've worked to believe that no single resource will be the magic key to my success in learning a language, and I've gotten really good at saying no to resources that I don't enjoy or that just aren't for me, I've started noticing that I still have a desire to accumulate language resources, more precisely books. But I also just accumulate books in general. I'm definitely a book lover, and for the sake of space and trees, I've gone more digital in the last few years, but it's hard for me to say no to an enticing book. So that's just part of who Heidi is, and it's not something I want to fight against right now. I don't want to try changing this part of me and stressing over whether or not I really need a book, will have time for it, or whatever. I mean, I do consider those things, but I don't expend a lot of energy on them. So for now, I'm just accepting this as part of who I am. But how can I make this book hoarding side of me work with progressive and joyful language learning that isn't focused on finishing any of the resources books that I buy and also doesn't waste money acquiring those books. First, as I've moved away from focusing on finishing resources, I've started approaching each tool with the mentality of a long-term relationship. 
With language books, I want to be able to spend time with them, soaking in all they have to offer, working and reworking exercises until I really understand them. I want to feel comfortable opening and closing each book as I need. If I reach a part that's too difficult or confusing, I want to put that part on hold until I'm ready, no matter how long that takes. I want to finish each book, but that's not a goal or a focus. Finishing will simply be a byproduct of working through the material as I'm ready for each part on my language path. And I have absolutely no expectations of how long it may take me to finish. And because I'm intentionally entering into a long-term relationship with each language book I acquire, I'm very selective and much less tempted to hoard books just for the sake of having them. Here's a good example. In German, I'm focusing on sentence structure, especially using more complex secondary phrases. And I want to use a book to guide me because it's my current favorite learning method. And with my new mindset of quality learning over quantity doing, I want to find a good book with lots of content that I'll use for a very long time, as fast or as slow as I need as things unfold. But I also want to maximize my time with Italian. And in fact, Italian makes me a lot happier than German does right now. So to try and enhance my motivation for German and increase my time spent with Italian, I decided to search for a German grammar book in Italian that focuses on or at least includes a section on secondary phrases. After some digging around and reading lots of reviews, I finally found a digital version of a German grammar book in Italian that extensively covers various sentence structures, and I'm loving it. So preparing myself for a long-term book relationship in which I really get to know the contents of the book led me to intentionally search for the exact type of book I wanted, and now I'm not at all tempted by the grammar books I see at my local library or bookstores, and I'm less tempted by Italian books because I get to read in Italian every time I study German grammar, which prevents further book hoarding. And because I'm in a long-term relationship with this book, I won't even need another German grammar book for a very long time. I'm not flying through this one just to be able to start another one as soon as possible, again preventing further book hoarding. Now, the second way in which focusing on what I learn from a resource instead of on how fast I finish is helping my resource hoarding tendency is that I'm getting much better at utilizing all the various resources I already have, either moving from topic to topic as my curiosity leads or using several resources to cross-reference and deepen my understanding of a particular topic. So even though I have several grammar books, apps, and even courses that I've hoarded, I really try using all of them that relate to whatever I'm focused on. Because I'm not frantically trying to complete any single resource, I feel completely free to skip around all of them in a very useful and effective way. Let's say a book I'm reading has a sentence that uses a subjunctive verb, and I don't quite understand why the subjunctive is used. Under a finishing mentality, I would store this bit of information in my short-term memory and power on to the next sentence and the next and the next as fast as possible, trying to understand, but also only focusing on getting to the end. Now that I'm not at all focused on finishing, I'll make a note of the sentence or set the book aside, then go to my subjunctive grammar book to find an explanation, then maybe open up Rocket Italian to see if it adds something to my understanding of this verb tense, and maybe do a few exercises. At the same time, I'll go to Learnamo, Vaporetto Italiano, or another learning platform I follow and study their explanations and examples. I'll write a few sentences in my journal using the grammar in question and maybe cross-reference with 
reverso to check for correctness. Later, if I'm listening to a podcast or reading something and come across the same subjunctive construct, I'll repeat it out loud, write it down, or make a note in my phone to highlight it to my brain, trying to solidify the concept a bit more. In this example, which is a real example of something that's actually happened, a single sentence in Lo Hobbit, which I've been reading purely for pleasure, led me to a study session using five other resources I already have, and together, all of these resources helped give me a better and probably more complete understanding of this particular way in which the subjunctive tense had been used. And did I care at all that I hadn't finished anything that day? I hadn't even finished the page I was on in the book. I didn't finish any exercises in the subjunctive grammar book. I hadn't finished a lesson in Learn Amo or Rocket Italian. But none of that mattered because I had spent quality time understanding a point of grammar that had piqued my curiosity using multiple resources at my disposal. And I never felt like I needed to add another resource that could possibly be the magic key to my subjunctive success. Because I use all of these resources together to create a fuller understanding of something, I don't at all feel a pull to sign up for, buy, or otherwise hoard more resources. I'm confident that I already have everything I need to understand Italian. So focusing on content instead of finishing leads me to utilizing the resources I have, which shows me that I do indeed have everything I need and prevents further hoarding. This discovering the language sort of method is pretty much how I use every resource, and I've started to better understand the value of every resource, whether I finish it or not. Because learning anything is valuable. It doesn't matter whether or not I finish, and I finally feel like I'm at a mature point in my language learning where I've internalized the fact that quality content and quality studying are truly more valuable and effective than quantity or speed. And this one mental shift has made a massive difference in how I approach and feel about my languages. My entire language learning journey is much less stressful and more joyful. As always, this isn't to say that I never fall prey to a finishing mentality, because this perfectionist part of me is so deeply ingrained that I still sometimes get the feeling that I'm not doing enough, that I need to focus on one single resource and finish it because that will show that I'm progressing. But it's a lot easier for me to shush this voice because as soon as I open any resource, I get sucked in by some word or grammar that begs for my attention and a deep study session ensues and I walk away with new abilities and excitement over what I've learned without actually finishing anything. And simply engaging in a study session like this is enough to push away thoughts of finishing and instead enjoy the process because I can see all the progress. So really quick, I know this is getting a bit long, but I want to sum up the experiences and things I've talked about today. Bring it all together. As a perfectionist who started learning languages in adulthood, I began my journey by focusing on finishing language things because finishing seemed to signify progress. I entered the world of language learning feeling like I was already behind and finishing language resources to me felt like catching up as if there's a set amount of work to be done to learn a language, and if I could just get that work done, I'd be there. But focusing on finishing meant that I flew through every resource I encountered without focusing much on the content, mistakes were even more dreadful, language learning wasn't enjoyable, and trying to finish things led me to avoid them instead. 
which made me feel like I was failing because I wasn't finishing them. Over time, with some personal inner work on the perfectionist side of me and also a bit of exposure therapy to leaving many tasks unfinished, I started to see and believe that it was okay not to finish and that I could progress in my languages and get something out of every resource by not even thinking about finishing them. The benefits of working through this change in mentality are incredible. My resource hoarding and desperate feelings of missing a key resource are greatly diminished. I use the resources I have and confidently know that they are enough. I enjoy the resources I use and let language curiosity guide me toward what to learn, which leads me to deep, interesting, and fun study sessions discovering parts of the language that I can immediately use and keep in my active language abilities. And, best of all, I feel more in control of my language journey. I don't feel like resources have power over me. They don't decide what I learn or how I learn. They just present the language, and I get to work with them in the way I want and in the time I want, and pausing or quitting them if and when I want. This is liberating, truly liberating, to work with my languages and language resources this way. I hope you got something out of this. Whether my story reflects your own and you deeply understand the struggle of being a finisher or whether you're just interested to hear a different perspective because you've never worked languages this way, I hope my story gives you something to consider when engaging with your own language journey and with other language learners. Because we all learn differently, we're all at different places along our journeys, and it's valuable to the entire language community to consider other perspectives and mentalities when talking about language learning, sharing tips and tricks about language learning, or even when teaching languages. So thank you all again for joining me for season three of Love, Joy, and Languages. It feels so good to be back, and I really look forward to all the connections we make this season and in hearing about your joyful language journeys. Have a wonderful language learning week, and until next time, ciao.